Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast that used to be about books. This is season three of the program. This is our back to school season. Specifically, we're in the first half of back to school, which we are calling slightly condescending film school, where my friends, Professor Anthony and and Associate Professor Emeritus Hunter, uh, explain things to me, the idiot. So that's what we're doing. Um, Let me introduce you to the panel. We have such a great panel for you tonight. First up, Professor Anthony Lopez. Uh, excited to be here, Alex. I was thinking uh, that since we're doing um, the Academy Awards today, uh, we should honor the awards and do it with no host. So have you step away from the hosting duties. <laughs> I, oh man, I you wish know. we had prepared for that. I didn't, but yeah. to help out, I did tweet a bunch of homophobic stuff 10 years ago to set the tone. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I was going to drag you for that. I mean, or that, or we could pull a classic Billy Crystal and get you in blackface at some point during this. Do you, remember when Billy Crystal did that at the Oscars like I six not. years ago? No, I'm really? finding out about this right Wait, now. Wait, really? Well, he does his Sammy Davis Jr. impression, in which he always goes full crystal oh and uh, dons the blackface. <laughs> but yeah, the last time he hosted was what? Five, six, seven years ago? Time is yeah, weird he used now. To be the, he used to be the mayor of the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, and they brought him, he was blackface mayor of the Oscars. Yeah, they brought him back <laughs> a few years ago after the, like, you know, horrible uh, James Franco, Anne Hathaway year, and then like the Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin year. And they were like, let's go back to the classics. So they had, it was the year Midnight in Paris came out, whatever year that was, because that was the sketch when for some reason it was Justin Bieber and Billy Crystal in blackface doing his Sammy Davis <coughs> impression insulting Woody wow. Allen's Midnight in Paris. It's a very surreal what? thing. Uh, it sounds like a fever dream now that I'm explaining it. But <laughs> It I'm doesn't almost... sound like this happened. But we, it, no, yeah, but Jimmy Kimmel was the host a couple years ago and he also did blackface a bunch of times with yeah, like but... a Carl Malone impression. Yes. Are you guys watching a different Oscars than me? I don't think he didn't do it during the Oscars, but he did. No, yeah, oh. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Oh, only, only Jimmy the crystal Kimmel. brings the uh, that <laughs> level of humor to the Academy Awards. Oh man, unbelievable! Wow, it does seem like it might be necessary to get in the door. Then is that you have yeah, at, least just, at one point taken blackface pictures? Yeah, Billy Crystal and Bruce Valance just in the writers' room shooting down actual funny jokes. Man, uh, well, if I, I, I'm going to continue as the host because we didn't plan that out, but um, <laughs> if it helps for you to imagine me having some history of problematic behavior, then go for it. Um, also yeah, joining I, us I today. It's, it. easy, it's easy. Easy to do. <laughs> it's not yeah, hard you to should do. <laughs> just try to channel James Franco's ho- hosting style, which was yeah. maybe high and not knowing where you were, so kind of like your normal hosting yeah, style. Yeah, that's like more in your lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am confused, uh, but I am uh, I, I'm confused on life. That's what I say. I don't need drugs to be an idiot. Um, also joining us today, our associate professor emeritus. I don't know what those words mean. Uh, in Southeast Portland, uh, at Hungry Hunty on Instagram, it's Mr. Hunter Donaldson. Yeah. Hey. What up? Um, I'm I'm the Joker. That's me. <laughs> 
Did you wear a really I'm, fancy dress to this podcast? I'm wearing a fancy dress and I got my clown makeup on and I'm ready to win all the awards. Oh, I'm man. the joker. <laughs> I'm about to joke on this whole deal, y'all. Oh, Hunter, man. Uh, I know we're not in the same room, but can you please quit chain smoking in here? I can smell it through the audio. It's yeah, and I, I am gonna have to take a break to give my mother a bath at some point. So just so you guys know, I still I'm I'm a jokey joker, but I also gotta give my mommy a bath. Oh man! Uh, also to round out our panel today, we have a very special guest. It's been a minute. But she's at Phoebe Bottoms on Twitter in uh, Hollywood, California. It's Phoebe Bottoms. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining Thanks us for, for our Oscars break. spectacular. Oh man, you're welcome. I'm so afraid that. I have I have so many hot takes and strong <laughs> Ooh, feelings. Good. Yeah. Okay. Great. I don't want to. I don't want to alienate anyone or lose a friend. Although I will say I don't. I don't think that it'll be as bad as our Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> argument. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like. I, that, that was, it was the one of those where things where I was like. Everyone was what? mad at me for that, not you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, they were rightfully so. <laughs> but it was one of those things where I was like. Man, I feel bad that we really got into it, but then I remembered what it was about and then immediately stopped feeling bad. Yeah. Like, if you get into an argument with an in-law about global warming and you're like, well, I don't like that I yelled at them, but they're wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, but on the other hand, it's anyway. weird that Uncle Uncle Tony brings plastic straws to restaurants just to use them in front of the server who says no. Yeah, it's fine. I'll be honest with you, I would do that still. Yeah, oh, I, I don't hate paper straws so yeah, much. I hate the mouthfeel, alright? I'll say it's it. So <laughs> no, you're, you're totally you right. Also, I rewatched that straw video with the turtle. You know what I took away from it? They got it out. That's Here's a happy ending. First, two things. First, you would have better luck drinking a Fanta with a tampon than you would with a paper straw. And second of all, the only reason... We have to use them is because turtles don't know how to do cocaine right. Well, and it's yeah. not fair. I, actually, the other though the thing is like the thing about a straw on a turtle's nose is it's the perfect size for a turtle to breathe through. Like if it was a tampon, you'd be like, yeah, "That's yeah. making it hard to breathe." Straws are it's like Boy, scuba gear for turtles. If, if if turtles had yeah. like little snorkels, yeah. they would be straws. It, exactly, literally, that's what you make it out of in 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 the the animated Robin Hood. There's a part where they use straws you just to breathe in. underwater. Oh my god. Literally, this is what they're oh my for. God. This is anti-turtle propaganda. <laughs> all right, so uh, all you guys, I brought you all here today. Uh, this is episode four of our slightly condescending film school, and what we are doing today is we're talking about the Academy Awards, the whatever number it is this year. Is it ninety second? Um, uh, some something. It's something like that. Uh, ninety second. No, I, I think this is the second one actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's hard to pay attention. I'm pretty sure this they've done it twice now. It so really is. It's the, it's the 92nd. It feels like it. Academy it feels like week. their second it feels like try. It's the second year. It's, Do you remember? Well, well, what, I, um, what year was it where that guy, they had this producer as the showrunner for it, and it, he did such a bad job, it ruined his career? Oh, what? No, oh, I, I don't know. know. Do you remember that? No, this is some inside like baseball in stuff. It the 70s or something. Yeah, let me. Yeah, uh, Google I'll it. We'll get back out. to that. Well, it's this. This. Right. Uh, I like to count the Oscars. That the only actual Oscars that win is the time when uh, m- white male directors win Best Director. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so this 92? is the ninety second Oscar, but this is the ninetieth <laughs> Oscar in the in my count. <laughs> okay. Right. 
Um, yeah. I am. I'm excited that it's the 92nd because I get to reuse <laughs> my joke from the Grammys, where I'll get to tweet. They say they keep saying this is the 92nd Oscars, but it's taken over an hour. <laughs> actually, wait. My math was wrong. Ang Lee has won twice, so it's actually the 89th Oscars. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Still get a good run. Yeah. During the the Grammys was the sixty second Grammys, and so the joke also worked there. So now I get to do it for the Oscars. It's very exciting. Um, so we're talking about the Alan. Go ahead. Alan Carr. Alan Carr was so bad at show running the Oscars that he it ruined his career. Hold on. Okay. So anyway, so <laughs> we're talking. No, no, shut up. Podcast shut up. Do, I don't think we hold. Shut well. up. Hold. No. Hold. Still, hold BB said hold. hold for- you hold. Good point. Hold for car. I got so excited just by having the information. <laughs> I thought Alan Carr uh, was that British comedian that's like on chat shows. And that stuff. says a bunch of racist stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Does he say racist stuff? Com- comedian yeah, as car canceling Oscars. Forget it. Anyway, all right, so like, we're I'm, talking about the nine second Oscars. We are talking about specifically all nine of the best picture nominations this year. Um, and uh, let's let's find out. I will I will tell you. I have watched all of them. I finished the ninth nice. today. I rounded it nice. out. Anthony, how many did you get? I uh, all of them except for Ford v Ford v Ferrari and Marriage Story. Right, those are the two to miss. So uh, seven out of nine. Seven out of nine. Hunter, what'd you get? Uh, I missed Marriage Story, uh, Ford v Ferrari, and Little Women. Oh, which I feel bad about the. I wanted to get. I tried to get Little Women in. So Laurelhurst Theater pulled a fast one on me. Oh no! They've been showing Little Women at noon every day, and I was like, "Oh, I'll catch Little Women at noon before the show today. I'll it'll be fresh on my mind." And then today they were like, "Nah, actually, we got tired. We're only going to do Little Women at 6. Oh, wow! That's so you tried. You even went to the theater today to get up to seven. I wanted it. I uh, yeah. Well, to be clear, this theater. Is right next to my house, so whatever. <laughs> so, and Phoebe, yeah. you were a six of nine, you were saying? I'm like six and three quarters. I watched I watched part of Ford versus Ferrari while trying to set my friend's sound bar up. So, <laughs> so, so you don't like hear all the vroom vrooms? No, I heard, like, I heard it. I was trying to sync the, the audio, but I turned it off. Like, here's the thing is, I could have sat and continued watching it, but Nah, I, I don't know. I this is going to be it's frustrating right. because I, I, I maybe I should not have finished those last two uh, because I want so badly to share my hatred of Ford v Ferrari and Marriage Story with you guys. And you, I hate Marriage Story. So I mean, I'm sure much. you guys agree, but you're going to have to do it on spec. You don't actually have the two. I could, hours I could try in. and disagree with you having not seen the movie. That's what <laughs> yeah. well, I've, <laughs> I've seen I... uh, gifts from Marriage Story enough <laughs> that I'm pretty sure I have the whole thing in my head. <laughs> you do. Uh, I would so love to hate fuck Marriage Story with you. Can we carve out some time? Oh uh, yeah, that. sounds and like Marriage Story is gonna have to be first, anyways. Well, so. I was gonna do PSA. them in in alphabetical order. Um, oh, okay, fine. Just to pick a <laughs> random order. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a brief discussion of each movie, and then at the end we're gonna um, pick our 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 predictions with our heart and with our brain, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about some other. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the Oscars generally, and we have some other games planned for the end. So let's let's crank these guys up and let's talk about some movies you guys so uh, i I should also say normally on the show we don't talk a lot about movies that are still kind of kicking around and so i'm usually very lax with spoilers um i will be trying to be a little bit more cautious today with spoilers Mm -hmm. um because some of these are still out and about um like 1917 i think came out like 
Oh, um, a few minutes ago. So you haven't had a lot yeah. of chance to have it. But I guess I can spoil that one. The good guys win. So <laughs> ha ha. We don't know that for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, temporarily. Yeah they-, <laughs> yeah. they come back again a few years later and then again weirdly in 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but, uh, first off, that wasn't what World War One was. And secondly, <laughs> anyone did anyone really win in that war? No. I mean, I think point. that, you know. At- Oh, I'll really say one the, of these two boys won. See, that's a spoiler. I'm very sorry. Anyway, uh, so we you. got some great German expressionism out of it, though. People's yeah, that's complete true. Complete existential crisis. Uh, the existential crisis of the world that was a result of World War One, I, I think, was kind of fun, and has yeah. shaped the way that our modern culture creates and things. Interesting. So we probably yeah, don't have great. time to go all the way into that, but that's an interesting opinion. No, definitely not. Um, so we're talking I about, care a lot about World War One. So this is <laughs> yeah. the, uh, Sam Mendes directed uh, 1917, the uh, British uh, World War One epic. Um, so, and everybody is in on this one. Um, I uh, let's let's start out with this. Um, uh, how does everybody like? How did everybody generally have a good time with it? How did this did this fuck for you? Let's start with that. Uh, you want to go in a specific order? Yeah, or Anthony, you start me off. Give me, give me your 1917 take. Uh, I thought it was a uh, okay, a real like double hitter. If I'm going to use a baseball meta- <laughs> metaphor here, it double was, hitter. You know, I th- I think it was like you know a solid like. Oh, um, it was a double. I see. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was all right. Uh, it was very, very well made. I certainly can't argue with that. Some of the you know the cinematography was really stunning it obviously was very difficult to make yeah I, but to that's me, what i it, look for when i'm watching a movie i want to be like was this hard for you guys i like that. yeah um but <laughs> serious i do like that we uh, hunter we watched that absolutely. lighthouse movie together and i was like this must have been hard yeah but uh to me i felt like the the whole movie was i have this thing where i really don't like i'm not a big fan of sam mendes in general I don't like really any of his movies except for Road to Perdition. But okay. uh, Catch I don't me up like briefly. When... What's a, what's what... oh he's American oh, Beauty. American Beauty, okay. Skyfall, Spectre, which was so bad it made me dislike Skyfall even more. So, <laughs> all right. So, but, American Beauty and a bunch of James Bond movies. Yeah, and then this. Joehead, Road to Perdition, stuff okay. like that. But I don't. I really dislike when uh kind of hacky directors I don't like ride in the creative wakes of actually talented people. So I'm already seconding this take. This... This 1971, it feels like a hollow sort of video game. Actually, throughout the whole movie, I would lean over to my wife during, like, during each new scene, I'd be like, level two. Uh, and then I'd be like, oh, this Fun. is the stealth level. I've played this before. Because there's like an obvious stealth level halfway yeah. through the game. Uh, halfway through I, the movie. This actually makes it sound kind of fun. This is a, uh, I but, think this is a compliment. But to it's me, it is... It. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm really glad I saw it in the theaters. Because it's definitely a fairly neat audio-visual experience. But to me, I just feel like it's writing in the creative wake of... Crit- like, he saw Dunkirk, and he saw Birdman, and he was like... Oh, yeah. Fuck, I can just take these two I, I big films... I want to do a single-take movie show- of the British winning something by relying on people they probably shouldn't. Yeah, and... Honestly, my biggest, uh, the thing that I think uh, honestly knocked this movie down a full point for me, this is very little and 
Uh, I don't know if this would ever bug anyone else, but I personally thought if you're going to do this one long take immersion thing, the film should not have subtitles when he meant the French lady. It should have been completely diegetic and had him like have the miscommunication to it. Uh, but yep. the subtitles really took me out, and the uh, scene was kind of flat and a note, like the whole movie was for me. Right, because the, so the whole movie takes place like in two hours and twenty minutes. It's like a continuous running idea, basically. And yeah. So the idea of them calling someone who speaks French to translate and then type those up for your screen takes you out of the reality of this is two hours long. Yeah, I thought that was actually like a huge missed opportunity. But yeah, to me, the main thing is I feel like it's riding in the creative wake of better movies and movies I don't even like. Like, I don't like Birdman. The movie really? it reminded mm. me the most of was uh, The Revenant, which is a film mm. I hate a lot. I mm. really dislike that movie. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but it felt to me a lot like riding in that like Oscar-winning wake and, like, the same thing as with, like, that movie when people talk about, like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio was actually cold and hungry. He deserved that Oscar. Yeah, I like it's that. Like, well, I like it. It he was hard for him. No, but that's, like, <laughs> bullshit because that's not acting. That's just actually being cold and hungry. Like, anyone uh, okay, can sure. do so, that. So whether or not he deserves a best actor, I'm just yeah. saying I like that he was really cold. But I just thought this movie <laughs> had so much of that to it. And it just, it just felt inert to me. I, w- right. I wasn't caring about the characters, but the performances are great. It's beautifully shot. Yeah, uh, it's got it's got minor appearances from Benedict Cumberbatch and Hot Priest. Well, like, and, yeah, and most couldn't be strong. Hot Priest, and, Hot Priest, well, smoking a cigarette. That is another one of the things that reminded me of the video game. Is like the celebrity cameos to yeah. give you the new mission. We can't get them for the whole game because it's a yeah. stupid game. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right, yeah. this is a great opening take. Um, uh, Hunter, uh, you said you wanted to second most of this. Where do you agree, disagree? Well, well, actually, uh, he ended up going a slightly different direction than I would go. Uh, oh, okay. I, th- I think this movie, the, whole, the only reason we're talking about this movie doesn't really have a whole lot to do with Sam Mendes is really just about Roger Deakins' cinematography. Uh, mm. And I will not, even though I kind of feel, I thought there was the sequence in the middle where they find the house, uh, Everything that happens in that sequence, I think, is really good. There's a lot of good acting in it. Yeah. Um, and like the like the two leads are better than I thought they were at yeah. the beginning of the movie. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, I was like, eh, these two, I don't know. Uh, and then no, there there's some there's some good kind of sequences uh, in it. But again, even calling even calling it out like that, saying like, oh, there's good sequences, to me sounds very video gamey because it's like I'm saying like, oh, there's there's good levels. There are levels yeah. that are fun, and there are levels that but are like, kind of whatever. You don't care much for the plot of this game. Uh, yeah, um, I would say I, so I didn't really care for Dunkirk that much, hmm. and because this movie is so similar, it's like a World War One movie, uh, even though Dunkirk is about a very specific event, and this is, I guess in the, I guess this is also about a very specific event. And in well, both cases, maybe. it's a, it's British people who should not be relied upon for this important yeah. of a war thing, doing the hard thing. So it really is very Dunkirk-esque in that. Dunkirk is a lot cooler though. Like there's a lot uh there's a lot more oh, sure, think, sequences boats. that I got more invested. Yeah, yeah. There's just like more stuff happening that is interesting. But one thing I wanted to call out that I feel like this movie does a little bit better than Dunkirk is in Dunkirk I felt like I didn't really feel that invested in the characters. Like I didn't feel a lot for them. It was just kind of like, man, it's this is pretty 
messed up for these people. Whereas I felt a little more personally invested in the two lead characters in this mm-hmm. um, by comparison. Uh, but overall, I don't think it should win anything except for I think Roger Deakins is like it's fine if he gets another Academy Award because because it, it's just it's cool it, yeah. it's good good craft um, not necessarily a super interesting story that is being told. Phoebe, where do you stand? Guys, I don't play a lot of video games, but (laughs) (laughs) but it felt like a video game that I was playing where I'm not walking into a wall continually. (laughs) So that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, I think Deacon's is it's more his movie than anybody else's, and I love him, and I appreciate that a lot. And I think that they made without any spoilers, a very bold decision at the uh, second act mark. Yeah, that is an interesting uh, way to say that. I agree with you. I enjoyed that bold decision, actually. I thought it was ballsy, and I appreciate a a bit of a twist and turn. I also liked the scene with that bold decision's brother. Yeah, I uh, my favorite thing about 1917 is that at the end of the day... It's about the time Tomlin Stoke went to go find his... No, Tomlin Lannister went to go find his o- older brother, uh, Bran Stoke. Uh. <laughs> um, I, so, I guess I feel... Man, it's great that you embedded in that, especially in your take, Anthony and, and Hunter. You both included things that I thought that I was supposed to like. Now I feel like I'm not supposed to like. So there's like layers to all this, but I'd read all this stuff about how 1917 is boring and stupid. And then, I don't know, I found (laughs) it generally pretty enjoyable. Um, I thought it was very entertaining. I think it's cool the way it was shot. And I thought the story like was, was mild, but like really more interesting than I was expecting it to be for it. I mean, the plot is like, Hey, you run that way. And like, it turned out to be more interesting (laughs) for that plot. I saw the trailer for it, and oh. I was like, I don't want to watch this guy run for two hours. And then I watched it, and I was like, I don't mind. I'll say this, though. I I really did enjoy it and uh, when I was watching it. But I would, like, I would probably opt into having a lunch with someone that I don't care that much about <laughs> rather than watch it again. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. sure. There's, I, <laughs> the rewatch value of it is nothing. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, why at the sort of my end of the day is kind of going to like the larger Oscar talk, but uh, I think it's a pretty good movie, but we get a few of those every year. Well, I think this year in particular, there's four films that I think you could make the argument or that are four of the best of the entire decade on this list. So the idea, so you're upset that this is you, you, so, so I feel like I've seen this around, which is that people think 1917 might win, because the Oscar, the best picture is like ranked choice voting, so the second place votes matter, and this is going to get everybody's second or third vote. Well, but and it's just top, like a big things war are gonna get movie. Be, be splitting is that right? Big war movie with a lot of production value. It yeah. won the Golden Globes, which isn't like a real award anyway. But mm-hmm. um, I just I think that especially some of the other films on this list are so good. Uh, well, that the idea of this one winning Best Picture is just like, eh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Can yeah. I? May I hop onto that so quickly and mm-hmm. say that the fact that 1917, and this applies to several other videos in the category as well, but this one specifically, the fact that 1917 is in 
the Academy Awards as a Best Picture and Uncut Gems isn't. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Ha- it's, it's giving me an ulcer as I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at any of you about this. Yeah, because I, I didn't it makes, vote. It makes me so fucking mad yeah, that my I agree. brain yeah. is going to hemorrhage. Like, it's it, – because it has – you know, okay, fine. So it's one shot and it's high stress level. Is there any movie since Good Times that you've seen that's more fucking stressful than Uncut yeah. Gems? More <laughs> yeah. un. Well, like, yeah, I don't okay, know if stressful because I definitely shot. was more stressed out during Parasite than I was during this movie. Yeah, and I mean, but, I but yeah. she's saying Uncut Gems. But I know, I know, uncut I know. But I was just saying, a, like, I didn't find it's it. It's an like, adrenaline shot. Yeah, I didn't find it even to be that stressful because I was like, look, the message gets there. Otherwise. The Germans win World War One, and they didn't. And this is not a Quentin Tarantino right. film, so I know the ending. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, there's several films on this list that are like Uncut Gems, uh, Midsummer, The Farewell, oh, God. even yeah. Us. Like, there's so many. Lighthouse, 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 Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, so hard. Masterpiece. There's a favorite lot of movie of the decade. Incredible movies that came out um, this last year, and for like. I would say easily three movies on this list I would have gladly switched out um, yeah, for I any agree. of those. Gladly isn't even the word. I would I would happily push them off a cliff in front of their families. <laughs> 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 not even to get the other ones on. Like, just <laughs> Like, I would rather have them not there and none of my things. Like, Uncut Gems and Lighthouse are two perfect fucking movies. Yeah. And the fact that joker and marriage story okay we'll get it we'll get it in fact we have uh, in order to get through nine movies i'm gonna have to move a little faster but the next one's gonna be really easy because i'm the only one who saw ford v ferrari um (laughs) i saw the first 40 minutes but you saw part of it without all without with the sound bar not always functioning um so ford v ferrari with matt damon and christian bale and um anthony you kind of pre-set a little bit in my mind about what this was going to be and um, it was so much worse at what you said than what you even said. Um, so, like, the thing you previewed for me is, like, I don't want to watch this movie where it's just a rich guy proving that he can beat another rich guy, which is true. But it's worse than that because the only reason this rich guy wants to win is as a marketing gimmick. So this movie is about Henry Ford Jr. gets called a nasty name by the owner of Ferrari and he spends $10 million building a really fast car to prove a point. And I don't think you could set up a hero where I care less about them winning (laughs) than that. Like there's no way I give a shit about whether your marketing gimmick of Ford racing could work. I do not care. And this one I will spoil. I think killing off the driver was not even that interesting of a choice. Wait, did they kill Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale dies well, at the end, and you know how much that, it matters? None. Wait, it's how? All, it's all yeah. over. He just dies in practice after it's all done. Well, I want to apologize to all the Ford v. Ferrari people out there that no, are upset who cares? now. Don't watch it's this movie. It's a small community. Well, it's a small, just, small community. I just want to say two things. One, the movie didn't kill him. Reality killed <laughs> him. Did, yeah, the, again, the, this is a thing that happened the, in real life, and Tarantino <laughs> didn't make it, so we knew it was going to happen. The real world killed him. Yeah. And secondly, uh, the only thing that I find interesting about this movie even being in this uh, race is how much little, how little conversation there is about this movie. Like, it right. got no. nominated. Everyone was like, oh, that got nominated. And then no one has had anything to say about it. It is a boring movie. Yeah, it is. Even if you live my life, which is where any movie that Christian Bale is in, I assume he's playing two twins sharing one life. 
Even still, <laughs> boring fucking movie. Like, that wasn't enough to make this an interesting romp. I just, who cares? Yeah, they went fast. Um, I guess now I think it's like, there's a lot more work goes into race cars than I realized. That's all that I take away from yeah, it. Yeah, but you can watch so many other movies yeah, and figure I that out, I just do too. not care about a, that, that the head of Ferrari called you fat. I just don't care. I don't care. Anyway, that's Ford v. Ferrari. Um, moving along, <laughs> The Irishman. Um, all right. Which really should be called The Italian Men. Um uh, it's a lot of Italians, but anyway, <laughs> but it, that's my only take about it. <laughs> Phoebe, why don't you start us out with The Irishman? What's your what's your feeling on it? Guys, my pulse is racing here. I've seen it four times now. No! I to the soundtrack. Whoa. You can't! It's, it's real good. It hasn't been There's out that long, been, has it? Yeah, it's not been physically time enough for you to watch it four <laughs> times. The movie is 30 days when, long. I have it on as like comfort if i if i'm having dinner and i i have it all i started it when they announced that it was a nominee it's still not over it's still going some there's he's still killing people here's the thing everyone just shut the fuck up for five seconds it is (laughs) roughly 40 minutes longer than any movie put in the movie theaters these days Everyone's like, oh, it's so long. No, it's like you know how long a fucking marvel movie is it's barely it's just over three The thing that I know this, I'm not the first person to make this point, but what really drives me crazy is how many people sit, they be like, oh, dude, I sat down and binged this entire show in one day. Yeah. But then you ask them to watch a three hour and 20 yes. minute movie and they're like, are you Thank fucking you. out of your mind? Oh, I'm so with them <laughs> and not with you on this. Yeah. It take, it's, there's a bathroom break I, every 30 minutes. I, you I, can the pause first- the movie. It's, Go take a piss. Just, so, Can I so say, it's, okay, look, Andy, right. I feel like it, that's like saying like being in jail for this day would feel the same as being in my apartment and choosing never to go out. Like the important I'm, thing. What the, the fuck does wow. that even mean? That's what I'm the great I'm thing good. about binging a show is I know I could leave. It's going to stop. I could stop at any moment. Now, maybe I choose to keep going, but this movie is like, you're not allowed to leave. I'm still happening. You can watch yeah, you this can movie also in watch your house. It at home. What the, yeah, what the fuck so are you talking about? It's just so much longer feeling than watching also, three episodes. Anyway, how, sorry, Phoebe, what, this is your many, time. How much time do you need to go to the restaurant? Like, you walk <laughs> out three hours, for Christ's sakes. It's not on anyone else to deal with the fact that you didn't do what children do before a, a fucking road trip to the cabin and just go before <laughs> you. Whatever, that's not the point. Listen, it is so incredible and everybody's complaints about it look fine D- like a movie don't like a movie whatever my consistent problem with people bitching about the irishman is that they're like oh it was so long or i started it i got an hour in and turned it off and i'm like you're not allowed to have an opinion about something you have not watched that mm-hmm. is my i okay. will not talk about it. it with anybody anymore yeah yeah so fine Fine. If your and, only complaint oh, so, is still that it's too long, I have other complaints. Here, if a movie is long but it feels like everything is important, there's a difference. But there's like a five minute slow mo of a wedding of a character who's not relevant to the story. You could just cut that. Also, the whole thirty minute addendum <laughs> at the end about yeah. whether his daughter likes him, I do not care, and it is important. Christ, that's Alex. the whole point of the movie, that's you dingus. No, it's yeah. not. It's about him. Yes, it, it is. is. It's about him being part of three families. It's about him reconciling his own personal family, his family with with Hoffa, and his family in the mafia. And it's him and- trying to balance all of those things, and his daughter is the fulcrum of his like moral compass, and it's the eyes of innocence that he's absolutely drifting away from. 
If that and was the, also if that, that was the point length. of the movie, you could cut two hours that were not no. related to her. Alex, <laughs> Alex. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna come in. I'm right behind Phoebe. I think Irishman is 11 out of a 10 right. movie. I know right. you texted Thank me that, you. and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be awkward." I think it's Scorsese's masterpiece. I yeah. genuinely do. I think it is, in a lot of ways. Um, I like the comparison that people make to like Unforgiven, like Clint Eastwood's movie. Yes. That it's like, in yeah. a lot of ways, apologizing for the films he made younger. Yeah. But to me, it's like I didn't feel the length at all. This movie felt like it flew by I, for me. Absolutely. Um, and then, like, the thing is, I I interpret the length as it's supposed to feel like you lived a life so that the last half hour, when you see how sad and decrepit he ends up, and the idea of, like, no matter what you do in your life, it's just what you can live with at the end of the day, and he oh. ends up broken and he's sad. Not even and all this. He's fine. Yeah, at the, the end, way, he's no, like, I don't she, feel anything about any no, of this. I'm he fine. Isn't. No, Alex, first off, this is just a small preview Ugh. for when we get the parasite oh, and you but. say, like, I love capitalism and it's amazing. <laughs> That's not <laughs> like, what I think. Yeah, Here, the shit you're going to get for that. But it's, yeah, here's the right, thing. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just going to say, too, like, I think a lot of people are, like, judging it on the fact that they think it's a fucking the third to a series of Casino and Goodfellas. It isn't. Yeah. It's a different movie. It's okay, fine. So it's like if you were to buy one of those DVDs at a gas station where it's like three similar movies in a thing. Yeah, of course. It would be a companion <laughs> piece to those. It would be in that pack of three. But it is not the same movie. It's not a, this like, look, Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies also it's incredible but it's it moves so quickly this is not the same fucking thing and people watched it thinking that it's like this reunion where it's all these characters doing the same fucking thing again but it isn't yeah and on top of that i think that it's the most dialed in to me it's like it feels like a complete master like the idea of alex saying like this scene that's in slow motion in the church like this film to me, like I was every scene, I was like, "Yes, Scorsese, you know exactly what you're doing. You've been doing yeah. this longer than I've been alive. You know how to make a good movie." Um, but it was, Except you know, for that I, wa- I watched Shutter Island two days ago. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just want to mention but, that Shutter Island still exists, and people yeah, but, are mad about the fucking Irishman. Keep going. Sorry. But he. He, like, just the masterfulness that it was put on. And then the main thing, another thing that I really loved about this movie, I think, uh, you know, we don't see Joe Pesci a lot anymore, but he's fucking unbelievable in this movie. Dude, he looks and like then, a Neopet. It's amazing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so silly. Especially Al Pacino and Robert De Niro's performances. I have not seen either of these two at- legends dialed in this much in, like, 20 years. I can't think of the last time. It's I the best like, oh, Pacino's yeah. ever been. Yeah, I genuinely think it's easily his best since like his early seventies work. Absolutely. Like, this his performance in this movie is hypnotizing. I could not stop watching it, and especially like it's very funny putting it on this list uh, with like Joker, where I think there has never been a more miscast person in the world than Robert De Niro as a late-night talk show host. Interesting. And it's very very funny to watch them back-to-back, because I think he is so bad in Joker. And then to watch him in The Irishman and be like, oh, yeah, he's still one of the greatest living actors. Also, he's how fucking just funny is it? It's yeah. so funny. There's so much... Ray Romano just kills it. 
Yeah, there I so mean, so many exchanges where I was like, "This is one of the greatest moments of comedy of a movie yeah. this year." The the I did funniest. Ray. Yeah, Ray was fun. This uh, one of my I mean, favorite jokes. Ray. My favorite jokes of the year is the uh, the guy who stands up and it pauses and it says like, "Tony, fat, whatever." Liked by everyone. Died peacefully at 93. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that is <laughs> yeah. the... Fu- oh, God. That is like... That's just guy- genius right there. <clears throat> it's so good. Um, and the guy the guy with the big ears and the... Uh, <laughs> it's like, are you looking at looking my, at my ears? ears? I got yeah. an operation, oh, great, so there's no yeah, need to look at my ears anymore. Um, Hunter, jump in here. Um, tell me how you felt. I, I, I agree with everything that uh, has been said thus far. I, I'm going to throw out in, in a... Uh, no, I don't agree with you, okay, Alex. Great. You're wrong. <laughs> great. You're, you're, very, you're deeply wrong here. Um, but uh, I want to throw out an Academy gripe because I, I, I agree with both of you in that um, Pacino is really uh, great in this movie. Joe Pesci is really great in this movie. Uh, I actually felt like De Niro's performance was my favorite of the three performances, and it is a bummer to me that he is the only one that got left out as far as mm. being nominated. Mm. Yeah. There's some stuff that De Niro does towards the end um, where you can feel like, where you can just see a lot of stuff going on inside of the character, but he's not really doing a whole lot. Mm. That is like really, really shook me and was like some of the best acting I've seen in like a really long time. Uh, Pacino and Joe Pesci are like bigger than him in this movie, uh, but he does a lot of stuff that I think is like, re- like he- he's playing a more difficult character in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, so he, just to just yeah. to wrap this up, um, so we can get to six other things. Um, I, I I think there's no anything at all that is justified to be three and a half hours. You can't. There's no reason. You can't do it. Um, there's no reason at all. Uh, can I ask you a question? Do you yeah. like Lord of the Rings? No, can't stand it. <laughs> Hated Lord of the Rings. Um, but. Fair, yeah, just fair make, enough, a man of your convictions. Make two movies. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. You make 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 a six episode miniseries. It's fucking Netflix. Um, Jesus Christ! Just make make a you thing. You're out of, you're out of control. But you but, can do nuts. that yourself. You fucking. I did. I had moron. to pause it to go to the bathroom because they didn't give me fucking breaks. Um, <laughs> so is that your complaint? Is that you had to pause it? They, like if you, if you wrote like, your review, it's like would I it be like this movie full... made me pause it to go to the bathroom for Christ's <laughs> sake. No, my main problem was I didn't want to put in a full day's shift watching this one movie. And my oh my, uh, my other feeling is just that I like the if if the story about his daughter is the most important part of the story, it's then it's not I, okay. It's... Well, you just said I was and called me a dinkus, so it, no. I just think <laughs> that that if I just. I just felt like the end did not show me any of the things that you guys are saying were there. The, the The last half hour is just him being like, wow, I'm a little lonely with all my my murdery friends dying. And I did not get into this story of the sociopath who feels nothing at any point doing anything bad to anybody until finally his, he has to, like, he, he commits every murder that's important in the history of America. So it's this crazy conspiracy we, theory movie. And then if he, we were watching this movie and we were at the end of it and like it was like 10 minutes before the end and I stopped it. I paused it. I was like, Alex, what do you think is happening right now? And you said what you just said. Yeah. I would cry. I would be like, <laughs> I am so sad that you are not feeling what is happening right now. Even I like, think he, that's my favorite sentence anyone has when ever When he has said. to kill Jimmy Hoffa, I was like, 
I feel like I should f- care about this inner turmoil he's feeling, <laughs> wow. except that I don't I, because he's do given you know us no moral range at all. He's felt nothing at any point ever. You're the one who's unfeeling. That's the irony is that you're actually the sociopath here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. the M. Night Shyamalan twist of this movie. All right, it everybody. Turns out Alex doesn't have emotions. Keep a little bit of powder dry because we have to get to some other movies. Um, all right. So, so reel it back in. I'm sure you guys can be mad at me. I thought it was a little boring, and I think maybe he was the bad guy, and so I don't care that much. Also, okay. um, most importantly, when the the, I, the funniest line of the movie is when they were like, we also killed JFK, because I was like, oh, you guys are just, this is just silly. This is a silly movie. Anyway, moving on. What it, what it, uh, all right. Uh, number four, I, Jojo For the record, Rabbit. you gave yourself the last word there, but let's move on. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did, because uh, I host the show. <laughs> and I also do the editing, so just so you know, I sometimes get the last word and you don't know it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's he's breaking out daddy status. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Jojo Rabbit is our fourth movie. Um. Well, uh, Hunter, start us off on this one. Uh, this one was a. I, I felt a little weird about this one. Uh, I was excited about uh, Taika uh, doing this movie, mm-hmm. um, but then. It just kind of, I don't know, there's a weird thing that happens when uh, people talk about something really serious and they're like, oh, I want to make a comedy about this really serious thing, a comedy about Nazis and uh, the Holocaust and stuff, uh, that I feel like if your target doesn't feel just right, or if tonally it doesn't feel like everything is solid through throughout, I can feel just a little like left out. Um, there's a lot that I like about this movie. Like I really, there's a lot of comedy in it that is really great. That's really funny. Uh, but there's just something that feels like not, um, and I, also it's probably been the longest since I've seen this one, uh, mm-hmm. as compared to all the other ones. Uh, cause I think I saw this one like the second it came out. Um, but, uh, overall just, it just felt like it wasn't quite connecting to something. I don't know. That's, so that's, this is that really is my thought. So I feel like, um, the, just, I think we should maybe take a little bit, uh, to actually, to check in with what we think other people feel about this. So, so like that's. Because you guys both mentioned last week that there are other things I should watch instead of Jojo Rabbit, which I thought everyone liked Jojo Rabbit. So, is that weird? Is this is this a, a this opinion you're having, Hunter? Is this a bizarre opinion? Like statistically, I, feel, I don't feel. I feel like the movie's pretty divisive. Um, it is okay in general. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot I of my. I just talked to the first person I know who didn't like it today. Yeah, I yeah. thought everybody liked it. Yeah, so there was something that happened in the trailer where uh, there is this part where she's talking to the little boy about how he's not really a Nazi. He just wants to be a part of a special club and wear a uniform. And I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be like a movie about not necessarily about Nazis way back when, but maybe about the Nazis that we deal with today, because that's a very good description of how how modern day, you know, Mm. neo-Nazis. It's all about just a club, right? Um, they're not real Nazis in the way that real Nazis were real Nazis. But I actually just feel like it didn't really succeed in satirizing any of that ideology. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I was looking for it to do. I, I think that's a, that's a great point. I, I, I enjoyed his comedic performance as goofball Hitler. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And I thought the kids in, this, in the movie, which normally kid acting of any kind is just so grating for me. And I thought these guys were great. I, I thought they were yeah. very enjoyable. And 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know exactly what the point they were making was. And so that's why well, when it gets sad, even though I feel like I should have seen it coming, it's a World War II movie. Um, mm-hmm. I should have expected a sad thing to happen. But I was still taken so far back because the tone is so goofball. And then at the end, I was like, I don't actually know what got accomplished here. So I generally well, enjoyed it, but I'm a little confused by it. Yeah, that's how I me, feel. I, I I agree with that. Like I'm like, I'm not out, out, off that. Yes, man. I had a real. I sort of the message I took away from the movie was, I it was a real like hashtag not all Nazis <laughs> type of message is what. Oh dear. Oh, uh, so your takeaway was like some what, of the Nazis are cute Nazis. Well, I mean, that's literally what happens at the end, is that, like, not all Nazis are bad people. Sometimes you gotta just, like, keep your head down and go with the flow, because it's what keeps your loved ones safe, which I thought was a fairly gross message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Sam Rockwell needs to stop playing lovable racist. He's really, like, (laughs) curved out a niche for himself in the past few years doing that. Uh, But Uh, yeah, I thought the film, to me, it just was, like... Very well made, well acted, acted, but just kind of toothless in terms of the subject matter, and brought a real sort of bland, almost centrist approach to. Um, I agree with that. I what we're doing point. now, you um, know? Phoebe, bring Hi, us home. All right. Uh, here's here's the thing. I don't want to be this guy uh, who has the Holocaust survivor grandparents in the community, mm-hmm. but. I thought it was one of the most effective healing movies that's ever been made about the Holocaust. I was I had three panic attacks while watching it. I bet. And it was it was so fucking good. I think it's the most effective hearts and minds movie that's been made about Nazis and the condition that our country's in right now. And the thing about it being like a screwball, like, oh, these Germans are cute Nazi Germans. That's kind of the way it was. Like, my grandma wrote a book about, she wrote her memoirs about being in, uh, surviving. And the way she survived was with false papers and ended the war in Germany, pretending to be a Polish Catholic girl, uh, and working as a maid in a top-ranking Gestapo hotel. And so... When the war ended, because she had this context for Germans in real life during war times, people she, she would like go around to schools and kids would ask her all the time if she hated all Germans. She was like, "No, I saw people who were just trying to protect their families and get by, just like anybody else would, because everyone's just a person." So, look, I'm, they're not fucking incels who are hiding out in their parents' basements drinking Mountain Dew and like buying tiki torches. So it's a very real, different experience, like in World War II Germany. So yeah. I I can't even begin to agree with any criticism that's been brought about it because I thought it was fucking great. The my only qualm is that it turns out I don't think Scarlett Johansson is a great actress. That's it. I don't oh, think she was good at I think- all. I thought she was awful in this and awful in Marriage Story. Oh man. Okay. I, um. Yeah, I I might be okay with that take. I uh, especially hated her in Marriage Story. Uh, I I thought she was okay in this. Um, But um, actually, I did think, you know what? I think maybe if she wasn't a great actor, though, she would be a great mom. Like, in both of those, she was like a fun parent. 
But she's the <laughs> oh, you mean an IRL? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, probably. She seems well, like I meant yeah, 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 exactly. But, but both the characters too. I was like, you'd be a fun mom. Yeah, maybe Scarlett Joe totally. would be a great mom. But the thing is, I thought that she was actually the thing that ungrounded, like that made it ungrounded in the screwball aspect of it. Where it's like, all right, we we get it. You're a whims. I hate whimsy though, so that's part of it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so that's a. I mean, that's a really interesting take. But I guess you are that guy now. So I'm that guy. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I well, probably it would be better to dedicate a whole episode to each of these movies. But I'm afraid that if we don't move quickly, we are going to become the thing that I hate, which is a yeah entertainment thing that sticks around too long so uh let's jump into joker um so i guess i want to start out with joke i'm going to start with joker which is that um all the talk for a while was that it was like an incel movie and then it actually came out and a bunch of people watched it and they were like oh man we were wrong about this movie and so i went into it thinking i was gonna like it and it turns out I hated it, but not for the reasons <laughs> I was told I was going to hate it originally, for different reasons. So that's how I, I felt. I, I mean, I don't like any movie where someone's a comedian. I think that is really hard to watch. Um, but like, as, since all of us uh, have, have done some stand-up, I think the hardest part for me to deal with is the concept at the heart of this movie that The Tonight Show secretly recorded an open mic... <laughs> And then broadcast on network television a person's amateur comedy practice and mocked it for being not very funny. Like, The Tonight Maybe Show. Maybe they have to watch this movie. That's insane. Yeah. It's but also, insane. But also, it's so... In, it's so I mean, if you have your phone out, but, the recording, they will kick you out. You can't... But to put it on The Tonight Show and be like, man, man, this guy who's practicing his art hobby sure does suck at art hobbies. Like, and then I felt like I become, wanted him to get killed. I wanted him to die. For it to become such a hit with the fans that they had yes. to call you. It would be like, imagine what? if there was like a jaywalking spit when Jay Leno made fun of some dum-dum off the street. Yes, and everyone was like, want to see that such- dum-dum? <laughs> So it became such a cultural sensation that they were like, we have to call that person and get him to appear on the show. And specifically, they're making fun of him for his mental illness. It's like, I guess the point of the movie is that the Joker was right. Like, I guess, fuck Batman. I'm on his side now. The Tonight Show made fun of his mental illness repeatedly. I was, oh, I'm so infuriated by this stupid fucking movie. Oh, I just can't. I can't. Oh, I was so mad. I hated this movie so much. Ah, all right, that's mine. Phoebe, what do you think? I didn't watch it. I don't oh, you didn't care. see this one. Oh, great. But you don't have to now because of the comedy part. Pass. Um, yeah. Hunter. <laughs> um, I saw a pretty good, uh, like, really condescending review on Letterbox that I just want to throw out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, I think the guy that reviewed it. He gave it a star, and I think his name was like Jeremy, and he said, um, if you've never swam in the ocean, even a pool seems deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how, I, that's how I feel that way, too. Yeah, um, I, yeah it, does, it does sort of remind me a lot of the, uh, like, like the, uh, the, the subreddit, I'm 14 and this is deep. It definitely yeah. has a lot of themes from that. Um, but you said something, Hunter, I think, was this uh, last week? Maybe it was even off the air, I think, we were talking about this, where you just, you're like, why Why would you want me to really care about the Joker? Yeah, I, ju- I just don't understand why, I don't, I don't really even get, 
why the movie was made. What yeah. what is the why do I need to care about the, the like the Joker is like the devil yeah. in in comics. You yeah. know, he's just like pure chaos. He doesn't need an origin story. It's I guess it's fine if he throws one out there, but <laughs> There's but, no and there's no be one where he's story reason so wronged for, where you're like yeah yeah this is, really society did let you down every like you have gone through the most terrible things I feel awful for everything that's happened to you and it sort of is righteous when you snap and kill people that's yeah, a weird now, thing well and it's it's like I get that like you can tell a movie with those themes and I think something like Parasite. Um, or, you know, like uh, some other films this year kind of play with these similar themes and make a much more sympathetic case for why we should try to change this system. While the Joker says, like, if we don't change this system, mentally ill people are gonna murder you. Which is more of a, th- like, it's more of a threat really than, like, a thematic <laughs> promise. You know what I mean? Like, certain movies have these same themes, but they yep. don't do it in a way that is literally threatening you. Uh, so and I crazy. thought that's what this movie was. So uh, is, that a, is that a statement about gun control, though? No, the movie does not go that. No, not at all. It doesn't make any it. statements. No. Someone just gives no, him a free not gun. Make any statements? Yeah. I was no, just yeah. trying to. I was trying to see if maybe there's any redeeming quality to it. No, I'm gonna, no. Go, I back. Like I'm gonna go back to yeah. my hovel. Yeah. I well, it. I, I, I do think so. Like my take on the Joker was, um, I think Joaquin Phoenix's performance is literally very good. Yeah, he's um, good. absolutely. I uh, I think that if you know if if like if it didn't have any of the Batman stuff in it, like re- exercise all of that context for it, you know it's not the Joker, he's just crazy clown or whatever. <laughs> I would see this movie and I'd be like, that's kind of a neat taxi driver kings of comedy homage, yeah. and like studios don't really make that anymore, so that's kind of neat, like. I would just sort of think of that. But to me, the main thing that held it back was the idea of, like, all the Batman mythos. The idea of, like, how many times do I need to fucking see Thomas and Martha Wayne get murdered in a movie? The idea of, like, him being a Wayne (laughs) isn't like, like, oh, this poor person might come from wealth secretly. It's, It's more in the movie. It's like, oh, that means he might be related to Batman. Like there's all this baggage um, yeah. that completely weighs down, and then the and then I feel like they just didn't like even take a strong side on that. Like my no, yeah. my wife I mean, and I came across came out with different opinions as to what the movie was saying, whether or not he's related to Batman, and that seems like it shouldn't be. It should be like yeah, well, a little more clear if you're going to take a stand on that. But I that's mean, its thing is it didn't take a stand on anything. That's what's so funny to me about, like, the hysteria about around this film's release was, like, so many people saying, like, it's going to inspire shooters and stuff like that. And the, after you see the movie, it's like, this movie couldn't inspire anyone to do anything. No, it, it, certainly, <laughs> it, has, it, it certainly will keep it has, you from doing stand-up now that you know what the yeah. stakes are. <laughs> It Wait, has he, no does he do stand-up with the Joker thing? Is that the point? <laughs> no, he's just... he. So, he is a... The movie is like the, all the little sh- lazy shorthands. Like, 
he he wants he has like a notebook and it's not just like a simple notebook it's like the serial killer from seven's notebook mm-hmm. with like horribly misspelled writing yeah uh and that's his joke book filled with awful jokes yeah and he's uh and it's just so lazy and hacky but, i really oh i'm so did not enjoy that you guys didn't like this because it would have been yeah. very very difficult but so let's, let's slide into something a little bit easier oh wait can, can i can i throw two two really fast things yeah, out? please really fast uh, a friend of mine has a really cool uh, podcast that he wants to do that I think would apply to Joker as well, and I think is a very good sign of what is wrong with this movie. He, his wife has never seen a Star Wars movie, so he wants to sit her down and watch, without explaining anything, Rogue One. That <laughs> so that's what he wants that's to do. Really I funny. think you could do the exact same thing right. with the Joker and just like, oh, I, I have a friend doesn't know anything about Batman. We're going to sit down and watch this Joker movie. And then just the whole time they're going to be like, I just don't really get what's going on yeah. in this movie. Yeah, that's like, fun. I, I don't know why it's showing me these things in the way that it is. Funny idea. That's I it. I support it. I thought you had two things. Oh, yeah. The second thing is actually Joaquin, I don't think, should win Best Actor. Not that he he did a great job once he got on set, but he failed at the beginning by picking this movie to be in. That's yeah. actually part <laughs> but, of the job, too. But yeah. he, he did starve himself to get really skinny, hmm. and I like yeah. when it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> pick, he, he read the whole script and was like, I want to be in this. I want to attach yeah. myself to this. And that's I, where he messed up. He would get the Oscar if not for that. Oh, you messed up. Well, I feel like I, he read the check. <laughs> Also, because yeah. the thing about I, this movie is, this is the first time DC has made a movie that people have watched in a long time. Well, like they're like Aquaman and, and Wonder yeah. Woman. That's true. But in general, but, they're I mean, like losing so bad that they were like, "Look, we'll just try villains. Maybe the villains are cool." I like that. Well, I I did this. I forget who said this, but this movie really did sort of. Uh, I thought this was a genius point that this movie made me wish that they had titled "You Would Never There the Punisher," because that is a <laughs> vastly superior film to this that deals with a lot of the same ideas. But you easily could have just called Walking Phoenix character the Punisher, and it probably would have made a billion dollars instead of the twelve it made right. uh, because. <laughs> It wasn't based off a comic book property, so no one went and saw it. Right. So, All right. So sad. sliding into something a little bit easier, uh, Little Women. So, uh, Anthony, take this away. I'm going to let you do the heavy lifting here because I know how much you loved Little Women. Um, my short uh, my short is just that I watched it and I thought it was very good. And I don't have any funny takes about it. I just liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was probably behind... Um, uh, Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, my third favorite movie on this list. Very close. I I adored this movie. I, I'm not someone who has a lot of um, familiarity with the source material. Yeah, I don't think I've ever Little seen Little Women, right? Yeah, this is my first time ever seeing the movies. I knew like basic story beats, but I thought uh, one of the biggest crimes of this year's Oscars is uh, her not getting the director nod. But I guess. Totally. You know, it is a movie directed by a woman, so it obviously directed itself. Because that's what always happens <laughs> with female directors. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I loved the the style, the tone of it. I was really surprised to find out that uh, Little Women isn't normally told out of chronological no, order. No, it's normally very much uh, in chronological yeah. order. Because <laughs> to me, as someone who didn't know anything about the story, the way it's like perfectly bookended by this one point and like... The way the certain themes like play off in the weird timelines, you know, her like losing Beth. I'm not 
gonna be worried about spoiling no, spoil little women because it's a very but uh, like you know her like being sad about Beth and they cut smash cut to the next scene and like Beth but, sitting in that chair yeah it's the so, cut like, between Beth getting it, better the first time and not getting better the second time is the most yeah. brilliant use of the split timeline I thought yeah I thought all the performances were incredible I thought uh I really wanted this a long shot but I really wanted Chris Cooper to get nominated for best supporting actor because he has a very small role in this movie, but he is incredible what he does with that performance. It's tragic and touching and heartbreaking. Are uh, you, I thought Anthony, we were doing it really good. One question, uh, though, is do you yeah. are you tired of Timothy Chalamet yet? No, I thought he was great. I think Timothy Chalamet is a great actor. I can't wait to see him in Dune. Yeah. Um, this movie made me... I don't know why this whole time watching this movie, I just kept having this thought in the back of my head like, he would have been a really good Kylo Ren. I just, oh. uh, it's, it's just for some reason, oh, something about this performance made me think that. Huh. Uh, F- uh, Francis P- uh, Pugh, who's also in Midsummer this year, I thought was incredible. Saucy so- uh, Ronan is obviously one of the best actresses. Unbelievable, yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, I just, I was floored by this movie. I loved the uh, title sequence with the book being pressed. Oh, that was dope as so fuck. Oh, good. Um, and this movie was like only a skosh too long, but I was willing to have that ten minutes of book binding, which was like basically just a long Mister Rogers on how they used to bind books, and I really it's enjoyed book porn. it. Yeah, it it's was book binding porn. It was book it's binding great. porn, and I enjoyed it very much. But yeah, I uh, book I porn truly, exists. It's called romance novels. Truly loved this movie, uh, and I can't say enough nice things about it. Uh, Phoebe, do you feel the same way? I loved it. Yeah, I just loved it. It's so good, and uh, yeah. Um, what's her name again? Francis, who was in uh, Midsummer. Uh, Francis Plu. Plu. Florence. Fucking believable. Yeah. Florence. Yeah. She's so good. Everyone's so good. It's yeah. delightful. It's like got a lot of gravity to it. Where Bob Odenkirk yeah. is there for no reason. It's He's great. perfect, and it only takes yeah. you five minutes to not think about him in a Mr. Show sketch. Yes. <laughs> Not on him or yeah. anybody. That's on me. Uh, I mean, Francis yeah. is so good in this movie that when she first burns that book, Florence? I honestly thought yeah. I would never <laughs> love this character again. I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. was the most unforgivable act I mean, that, I have ever that seen. That thing but, in, in the other versions too, uh, and I've only seen the I've seen the, the one that my wife likes a lot from the 90s. Um, apparently every generation has their little women. Um, I watched my wife's version a few times, but every time, like the, the burning of that manuscript crushes me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's and moving. And also every thought, time the line sorry. where she says when Joe cuts her hair and she says, "You're one beauty" is the funniest thing anyone's ever <laughs> yeah. said. I mean, like it's it's great. I also really love the way they addressed the like weak ending of the second book, too. Um Does the the sense? marriage, the where slap- she's Yeah, where she's in the the office with the editor and they're like, "Whatever, we'll just end it like this." Does that make the- yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So that was one thing that this this movie did a lot more of, which was like contextualize the writing of the book, yeah, and explain why this super disappointing ending happened. But the only thing from from doing some background reading on it, the only thing that it gets wrong is that um, she the the author hated Little Women and really liked writing trashy uh, yeah uh, mystery novels. So 
she really like that's the one thing is that in, in here she's like finally I'm telling my true story, but in, in real life she's like this is some boring kid shit. Can't wait to go back to killing vampires. Yeah, which I do I, enjoy. I, and I think that that at least was communicated enough in the character that it's like yeah that makes sense that that's the reality of it. Yeah, um, but but I, that I trick of the way she gets married is so funny. So I thought funny. it was like a brilliant metatextual thing about like the what the ending that we get in life and the endings that like um studio demands or that yep. movie goers demand the fact that the movie embraces that for its last 10 minutes straight up says like okay we know what the real ending is but that's not the ending you as the audience want to see right and then they give us that i thought that was it's such very clever it's so good very good like metatextual um point that the film was making that i thought was just genius hunter do you have any um, anything to add to our love fest well i mean i didn't see it but i felt like the women could have been littler you know (laughs) excellent point they were pretty big um like full size i would say and i'm looking at the trailer they look pretty big to me i'm like these very good point all right um marriage story our oh seventh movie. Um, I'll do this one quickly because, again, I'm the only one who watched this one. Um, no, that's not true. Oh, no, you, I thought you said you hadn't seen it. No, I have, regrettably. You have? Try oh. it as I might to forget it. Oh, great. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Um, I, so yeah. I watched this one this afternoon. It's the most. It's the freshest in my head. And 100% fuck this movie. Fuck it. I would I would even argue 110 percent fuck this movie. <laughs> I mean, actually, I, actually, if I'm being honest, I think it's like 96 percent fuck this movie because I really did enjoy Laura Dern and Alan, Alan Alda as their divorce lawyers. I was lawyers. just gonna say, I and was just I would, gonna say that I would absolutely watch a show of these two different divorce lawyers with very different personalities played by these two tremendous actors. I oh man, there's there's a scene you guys where Alan Alda, who's like the he's the he's Kylo Ren's divorce lawyer. And he's like too chill and really bad at being a lawyer. And he tells a very, starts telling a very long joke. And then they don't get to tell the rest of it because Kyle Ren's like, I'm paying you by the hour for this joke. But I would just watch Alan Alda tell long jokes for all, forever. It's great. So the, <laughs> besides those 4%, uh, everything else fucked this movie. Well, I just, I, the thing is though, uh, sorry. No, I was just going to make grunting noises. <laughs> That's what I thought, but I didn't want to get yeah, in the yeah, way please, of the grunts. Uh, I, I think Driver's a great actor. And here's the thing. I love Bombach. I love a Noah Bombach movie. Um, Meyerowitz Stories was one of my favorite movies of that year. I, Whatever. Point being, I was excited about it. I was like, great. Look at all these things that I like putting together. And it sucks. It's such a massive <laughs> disappointment. It's like a kid that you're going to babysit and you're like, this is going to be a lot of fun. And then you want to tear your goddamn eyelids out of your face. Um, yeah. I don't know if that analogy lands, but I hate this I haven't done so as many, much. much babysitting, but yeah, I can totally see that. It, yeah, it's, it's super disappointing. And ScarJo's I, awful. I, so here's the thing. So you, you said that she's bad and you think Adam Driver is good. I can't tell if they are bad or if it's just the writing was so incredibly stilted that there was nothing they could do with it. But man, yeah. especially that argument, that like 15 minute oh, taco argument where it's like, are you guys, have you guys ever seen people? What? Yeah, it's, Ugh. and also why do I want to watch that? Yeah, why it's do I, so Why awful. do I care? Nobody's in bad enough shape that I give many fucks or enough fucks to give. Like it's yeah. very sure. It's like, real 
But it just feels like they're jerking <laughs> off in front of us. I'm like, yeah. this has not. This is just for you guys. This is yep. just <coughs> for you to have made this movie, and you're forcing me to watch it. Yep. You're not because it's on television, and I can turn it off. But um, yep. It's bad. Hated it. It's bad. Um, hated it. I, I, the it ending. Is interesting. Ugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who cares? I don't care. I hate it. I don't um, care. Thanks, Alex. Hey, um, look. Look at, look at us two friends. <laughs> uh, well, we're almost out. Uh, we have two more. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbel- yeah. Uh, Phoebe, you, well, you, we just talked a lot, so let's have Hunter start this one, and then we'll have Anthony Please. close us out with Paris. Oh, this one, it's 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 just, I don't even know where to start. It's so great. Uh, it's yeah. uh there's not enough feet in it. Could have been more feet. Yeah, it's um, interesting. So <laughs> no feet, and he doesn't say the N-word, which feels like, did Quinn even write yeah, this? Yeah, and the whole anymore? time, it's just kind of like, you're just like on the edge of your seat, just ready, like, this yeah. is the, you know, this when is, is going to foot time. say something racist, and then they never do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got so Charles that's a huge Manson in this, and there's no heard or N-words, which is <laughs> right. shocking. Yeah. It's all Actually, about no, the race about war it, this movie with that sucks. guy. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I well, there's a, it is you know it is a non actual historical version of it, so they made him less racist than real life. Yeah, I thought he was kind of likable because of <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, like yeah. this is his most adult one. Like it felt like a mature, like oh, Quentin's getting old now. Like that's mm-hmm. how I felt like the whole time was just kind of a sense of like oh, you know, it's like I don't know. It's it, obviously it's like really meta. Um, it's very uh, I don't know. It's one thing I don't I, actually, I want to I want to say bad things first. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I really care enough about Brad Pitt and Leo's performances to be like, oh, they deserve Oscars for these. Um, mm. I felt like I, in general, uh, I'm more let down by the acting awards this year than I am by like Best Picture because um, I just think there are some things being highlighted that I like. I like. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I will say Leonardo DiCaprio, the way he's cast in this. I've always I'm one of those people that kind of hates Leo, um, and the fact that I hate Leo was a uh, uh, not like that wasn't a problem in this movie because he is so like kind of he's kind of a loser in the movie. That's mm-hmm. that's his character. Absolutely. And the fact that I already kind of think of him as a loser, I feel like kind of helped. Oh, it's out. not as big of a stretch for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, if anything, that I think is what makes him perfectly cast in this part, which right. I don't really feel that about him too often. Um, yeah. But I don't know if he deserves an Academy Award for it. We That's we talk, we, we almost uh, came to this last week, but I don't, uh, and we didn't have time then, and I think we're not going to have time now either. So we'll have a, save for a future episode of this. I would like you guys to explain to me how I should feel about Quentin Tarantino, because I am very conflicted. But I had a great time in this, and I was kind of expecting not to like it. Because I'm so like he just I just ugh, I'm so nervous about him. But this I, I is so fun, and especially just right. Brad Pitt killing hippies on acid is like yeah. <laughs> that scene yeah. is the most fun. And I thought him like beating up people even when it hurt his career was very fun. And even though the movie's a little long, uh, and you certainly could cut ten of the mini movies. Um, it would be fine. I I did enjoy all of the movies that were not about this movie. I would just watch his fake Western for an hour. I just, it, it was very enjoyable. Um, anyway, but later tell me if I'm, if I should like him more than I do, I guess. Phoebe, what do you think? Uh, I loved it. I really loved it. I hate the little girl. It's my only complaint. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. want her to get canceled and mm-hmm. <laughs> blacklisted. Sure. Sure. Uh, wait, 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 what little girl? I don't remember. The, the little girl on the about? set with Leo. There, yeah. The, scene oh, where yeah. He's running lines. The child who for... has adult conversation. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. On top of 
on top so on top of whimsy and quirk, I hate precociousness. Yeah, so no, I'm with you on precociousness. I find that. that a little annoying. I hate too, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I would say the one gift that it truly uh, gave to, I think, the whole world is the moment when Brad Pitt takes his shirt off on the roof. Yeah. It was a, there was a gasp that yeah. went through the entire giant audience that I saw it with, and it was. I still, I'll sit in traffic and just think about it to this it's, day. It's great because he's had, the hottest thing that's ever I've, happened. I've seen him it's take insane. his shirts off before, and I've enjoyed it. And then this was like, oh, thanks for the update. Like it's yeah. like, hey, th- remember this? Still good. Great way to Well, he's not just taking his shirt off to like Ugh. beat yeah. up a dude yeah. in a grungy basement. Right. He's, he's fixing like, an antenna. He's got a. You know, he's, he's doing work. He's like your yeah. dad. He's like your hot ass dad, and he's gonna put you to bed. My mom. He's gonna hold you in his big dad arms. Uh, yeah. I literally My... screamed, "Hold me!" when he took. It. <laughs> My mom yeah. watched it. This was her favorite movie of the year, and. She was like, she talked to me the day after she watched it, and she goes, he's a work of art. And I <laughs> think that's the best way of describing yeah, it. She's like, it. He is a, he's an actual miracle. And I can't disagree. Anyway, yeah. I, I loved it. I, th- I think it's great. Anything we're missing? Uh, no, I mean, I have to just agree. I, I loved it. I It's, it's not going to uh, be, I think, in Glorious Bastards as my favorite Quentin Dude, Tarantino that's my movie. Favorite one. I hate uh, it. Yeah, you guys I, are all topsy turvy on the Holocaust situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah we are. Weird. We have not yeah. presented with enough information that whatever you, yeah. Phoebe, whatever you think we should prefer on the Holocaust, we do. We agree with you. Oh, <laughs> I'm like a Holocaust yeah. dictator. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, to me, this movie is like a. Uh, five course meal that a master director served up for me like a lot of people didn't enjoy maybe the length of the disjointed nature of it but to me like i said like it felt like a five course feast yeah, it felt yeah like, every like, like a tasting section, menu like let me show yeah, you every, here's some here's some different tricks i have up my sleeve yeah everything was like perfectly came together i love what it like a lot of movies, especially Oscar kind of movies, like a lot of movies that win, people are like, it's a love letter to cinema. Yeah. So that's why it gets all this praise. But to me, this is a love letter to cinema. This is not just in like the sort of nostalgic remember Hollywood or like people making movies. I think like literally, especially with like the the end of the movie, what this film says about the power of art and movies in Mm -hmm. particular and the way they change our culture and change our perception of time and facts and like this idea of like tragedies we can create better realities through film which is something that i really think he has been one of the things i really like about inglorious bastards is that it deals with that same theme of like we can through art make the world a better place uh, and sort of like live in that for a short time if we want. I just thought uh, I I love that. I also, I do think like both the main performances are great. I think Margot Robbie is phenomenal in this role. It really made me sad when people talked about like, like weirdos online counting her amount of lines to like make some kind of statement about his treatment of women i thought was just insane because the performance is so much more than just talking 
Um, Wait, doesn't she take a- off her shoes and put her feet up in the movie theater scene? Yes, yeah, she does. She does. Yeah, yeah. I forgot on about that car that. windshield. But, but she, her performance is just incredible. She's like a beaming angel every second she's on screen. Yeah. And the thing I think, sort of at the end of the day, that I really loved about this movie is, uh, like, a real good dudes hanging out film like and like yeah what yeah. a good friendship looks like there is a uh, a moment in the movie when uh leonardo mm. dicaprio is like uh so my uh like kind of bashfully is like my thing's on tv tonight do you uh you want to stick around and watch it and brad pitt's like uh yeah i got a pizza and beer in the back and it's just like yeah. I wanted to stand up and give an ovation, okay, but, be like, "That's a bro." Sorry, that well, is fucking so I, I agree bro with you right about there. how great Brad Pitt is as a friend. But do you feel like Leonardo DiCaprio deserves him? Do you feel like yeah, he's absolutely. giving enough in this yeah. relationship? Because I feel like 100%. he is kind of a dick bag. Yeah. No, I don't think so at all. No, I think he's I giving think... what he's capable of giving, and Brad Pitt knows that and appreciates it. Okay. All right, yeah, I, so, I think it's so touching. And the idea that it's based off uh, Burt Reynolds and his uh, stunt guy. Yeah. Uh, had a, that's what like the movie is inspired by. Uh, it's like to know that that was like a real mm-hmm. relationship just makes me even more psyched about it. But yeah, I love it. It's that's uh, okay, so one of the Phoebe, many you have to get out of masterpieces here. So- this year. So Phoebe, I know you have to leave, so let's let's try to wrap this up real quick. And then I have some other things that I want to do that we might not have time for. So let's just do the last movie. Let's talk about Parasite. Um, we've been teasing this for the last couple of weeks um, that I just came away from the movie not knowing if I was supposed to like the rich people or the poor people. Well, you you watched it wrong, clearly. Right, because yeah. I watched it wrong. Of, you popped your eyes out and you put uh, in some like googly eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The thing we have to remember with Alex is Alex, more than anyone I've ever met, loves free market capitalism <laughs> in a way and, like you genuinely do. I, there, I've had conversations with you that I, every once in a while I have to stop and be like, oh, yeah, he loves capitalism. <laughs> and then I can like continue talking with you. I, d- um, I don't know that I would have said that about myself. But here's the thing about this movie for me was that I I know that having seen Snowpiercer, um, the movie about snow, that mm-hmm. it uh, yeah. <laughs> it made me assume that this is, like, that he makes movies about how much he hates rich people and that I'm going to be on the poor people's side. And then, I don't know if it was the performances or the script, but I just found them so annoying. But then my main my main thing, that my main question for you guys, is the pizza boxes. You're not going to, uh-huh. I haven't seen it yet. Is any of this spoiled this is not a spoiler. USA? Um, okay. So the pizza boxes, so they they're they're poor and they like steal stuff for a living and that's fine and I could like that. Well, um, they don't. But the pizza boxes, they like get a job folding pizza boxes for this pizza company to yeah. get enough money to eat, but they do a really terrible job of it and just uh-huh. turn it in badly done. And uh-huh. why? So so my read on that, the reason you include that is to show that while they are, um, like willing to do some work to get out of their situation, they're not going to try very hard. They're going to cut a corner wherever they can. Well, they're they're like... A... Okay, so I, I don't understand. So what you're saying is because they're, they have like a shitty job that, they're, that they kind of treat like a shitty job, that means what about well, so, them? So if they had turned in all the pizza boxes done properly and then they got the pizza box company <laughs> tried to yeah. fuck them... Listen, listen... If the no. if the pizza box lady was like, 
you know what? We're just going to steal money from you. Then I'd be like, oh, the system is holding them down despite them trying. But because they were like, look, we want to work, but I'm not going to try at my job. Sound, at a, at a job it, where they fold sound, pizza you boxes. You sound like such a baby boomer right now. It's amazing. I, yeah, it's, if they would just pull themselves up by their bootstraps. If they were to just... You. I'm asking you an honest question. Why would you include them being bad at that job if not to show me something about their character? Oh, what am God. I supposed to take away from that the, scene if not that? They're, uh, Dude, they're they're freaking they're con artists. They're like right. They're, that's they're, what I felt was like they're con artists. They're so then it's like a little harder to root for them because they're, they're con they're people. People trying no, con to artists live are like the sexiest a, bad guys in the world. Those are like our ways. favorite ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I try to be a con artist every day of my life. <laughs> yeah. A free week like, I get here, so forth their, and so on. Their boxes get ruined because their house gets sprayed with insecticides against their will. Wait, was right? that it's the not, reason? I thought the boxes were not yeah, folded no, properly. No, yeah, and maybe they didn't fold their boxes properly because that fake house was covered in smoke from I'm a, insecticides. I'm asking you like a legitimate question about making the movie, which is like, no. if that scene was not supposed to make me feel less sympathy for them, what was the purpose of the scene? Because it. Oh my god, Alex! Did I you can't. not? <laughs> If I was I writing a movie you, and I'd be like, look, I oh want you to god. like these people. Oh my god, oh my god. I'm having such a good visual in my head of like the uh, <laughs> director uh, Bong Joon Ho, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. Uh, and, you're, and it's like a Q&A and you like walk up with the microphone <laughs> and you're like, can you tell me about why you had the characters fold the pizza boxes like they didn't really like to do that? And then he would be like, wait, what are you talking about? And he'd be like, yeah. well, you remember the scene with them when they're folding the pizza boxes? But what were you trying to tell us? Are you so, yeah, are you, so your, your, your answer is that the scene didn't matter? It wasn't important? It's not that the scene didn't matter. It's just there was a lot of other stuff in the movie that, yeah, was and also, that also mattered. <laughs> like, yeah, and like, Alex, I, I think the main problem we're having uh, with this conversation is it's very hard to understand your point with the boot in your mouth that you're <laughs> speaking to us through. And I think if you were to remove the the boot, you you apparently want people to love licking, uh, then it would be easier to kind of get where so, you're coming so from. Here's what this I feel like: so the, the pizza fun. box is like a really important point that you guys don't care about. But also, no, it, the main the main boy, his thing is like, look. I, being a con artist is fine. I'm, I'm into that. He's like, look, I'm a con artist. That's great. But also, I really want to have sex with this child. And no, he doesn't. He hell is trying to make no, out with she, that dude, kid all the time. She has a crush on him. She yeah, has a crush on him. And he's like, like good, he's we're going to make out, and as soon as she's legal, then I will have sex with her. And that is creepy to me. And also, get, she was dating his best friend. So it just feels like I'm supposed to hate him. It feels like the movie is telling me not to like him. barometer of morals and sympathy. That's what well, I've learned more I than anything like straight, from these she's nine a child. Videos. That seems straightforward. I'm not, I'm not so, going on the limb here. I'm not saying that even specifically, but just like... The way you feel about De Niro at the end of Irishman of the way. Yeah. It's just, I, it's really okay, funny Okay, so my me. point in Irishman was that I feel like a guy who kills people for a living is the bad guy. And then but shows then no remorse at any on, point. you're like, poor people for doing a 
I just don't know where you stand. I I feel like I'm making very straightforward points, which is like, I think if you kill people for a living and then show no remorse, you're a bad guy. And I think if you want to have sex with children, that's creepy. Like, these seem like easy points that I can't even get one. I can't, even when it's an obvious point, you guys will take it away from okay, me. Okay, so, well, but, well, first, as far as the having sex with children thing, I don't, I, I don't agree with the, your takeaway that, He's definitely going to be having sex with with this person. Like, I mean, they're making they're, out all the time. Well, I'm right, pretty but sure they're, they're also like the same age. Like, there's not actually a big he's age her teacher. difference. He, no, he's a tutor who, who's going to this different school than her. He's in college. He's, she's a, still in high school, and he's, he's not a position a of authority. Old man. And and also, I think I think you might be watching it with American eyes when you're assuming that they are going to have sex. I, what I'm saying is there might be a, a cultural divide here. I still like think making out with a child making who you have out a position a, of authority over is creepy. And I, I think if you I, make I a movie that, with that, you want you want me to think he's creepy. I, I, I think this is a movie about people that are kind of all pretty questionable. Uh, I'm not trying to say that that the family, is, you're meant to watch them like, oh, these are heroes. These are like, like Mar- they're not like Marvel superheroes. They're not like Captain America. Right. Like, <laughs> so that, I think, is, so that, this is, that's all I wanted was this is a movie where you're not I, supposed to like everybody and that they're both, that people have, like everybody is kind of problematic and that that's interesting, but you won't you give needed, me that. You needed weeks <laughs> after the movie for us to confirm that, Alex? You can like make these decisions on your own. Well, no, I did, and then you tell me that I'm. I, then you say that I'm stupid for having them. No, I'm not. We're saying okay. Yeah, is this another like? Remember when we were talking about Crouching Tiger, and you said you didn't get a lot of it because you were eating soup at the same time. <laughs> Is this another like maybe soup situation? Like maybe you no okay no so fair question. But this one we did just sit on the couch and read this whole movie. We watched it while without soup, uh, not even popcorn. We just like read the bottom of the TV the whole movie. We I was on board with this one. I was I was into it. I loved Snowpiercer, so I wanted to like this more, and I felt like I was a problem. The other thing which I already told you is that the hardest thing like that. Just they're con artists, and so I was just worried they were going to get in trouble the whole time, and it was very, very stressful. And also, but but you cared about them though. You cared about yeah. whether they got in trouble, right? Uh, like, yes, but it also like I wanted worked. the mom's life to be a little bit better because I felt like her marriage wasn't that great, and her kids were being and she's being taken advantage of, and like later then we're like oh actually she sucks but like for most of the movie i felt like she seemed um pretty uh pretty innocent and they kept calling her stupid and she didn't seem stupid and it seemed like they were like dehumanizing her so it was okay to hurt her and i didn't so i wasn't telling that but mostly i just didn't want people to get in trouble okay i was more stressed out about this than the entirety of 1917 where i was like he's gonna stop 1600 people from being killed I don't care as much. These people are going to get yelled at, and I am so stressed out about it. I think so, it's, I, I, if it, anything, that's just an indication of which movie is better. <laughs> I think that's yeah. If stress about, level like, is important, then this is definitely a better movie. Yeah. Um, although I generally I, uh, don't watch movies where I feel so stressed out. It's hard to break down what's going on with the rich people without giving away the kind of spoiler, yeah, the I like, know. major I turn. Know. Which is like why it's kind of frustrating, because yeah, if you kind of just if you kind of cherry pick examples from like the first act, then yeah, I think maybe it could sound to somebody like, oh, the rich people are kind of just being taken advantage of. But there is a pretty major thing that I don't want to cover at all because right. I don't want to ruin the the movie for anybody. That I think 
very much throws this whole argument kind of out, like completely outright, like right and, out the window. Well, no, but and I just also, well, I would say that the thing that I really love about this, I mean, I love everything about this movie. Like I said, it's my favorite movie of the year, hands down. But the way that kind of the families are sort of irrelevant like, what the movie is actually attacking, and I think what it ultimately says at the end is, like, these families are completely interchangeable, right? The families mm-hmm. don't matter. The structure, the systems in place yeah. is what's causing this. That's what is parasitical about all this. It's not, it could be any family down there. It could be any family at the top of the hill. None of the, the families don't actually matter. The families are just a way for you to look at the system and how, how unbalanced it is and how it will ultimately lead to people misplacing their anger and taking it out on the wrong people rather than attacking the systems themselves and the way that, the systems That is a super, you. super good point. And I, Cap- I like that. And like the, the systems pull you in and lock you in them for life. Like that is... To me, like what the movie is saying in terms of its use of structure, especially the like, you know, like the not this is like a spoiler or anything because you see this in the beginning, but like the first family is literally like their house. You have to go downstairs in, and the bathroom, the toilet is raised. The up rich yeah. family, you have to keep going upstairs to get to the house. Yeah, and you think about the things that are raised in that house, and it's just like. The way the film uses its, um, it's kind of like the story to tell a very, very interesting, thematic, cohesive story and point is like, that's the thing that I love so much about Parasite. Mm -hmm. All right, so... We have to we have to wrap up because um, this this is um, becoming uh, uh, Netflixy in its length. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, I have, it's like the Irishman. It's, this, this getting this Iri- yeah, this is an Irishman length of, of podcast <laughs> at this point. Um, well, remember if you it's too late now, but you could have paused this podcast at any time <laughs> yeah, and gone yeah. pee, or you're probably wearing headphones. Just take us in while you go yeah, pee. Whatever, you know? please. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I really want to get you out of here, Phoebe. So, uh, I had other things. I had a game. Oh. I even texted you guys about playing, and I think we should probably cut that for time. So, I have. Um, two really quick questions for film school and then our, our last thing we're going to do. So the two quick questions are, do the Oscars matter? No. No. Great. It's a no, I mean, they, I, I always like to say that, uh, like the, I like the, I forget who said it first, but the, you know, the Os the movies that win the Academy Award for Best Picture isn't necessarily the most impressive list. The movies that have lost Best Picture is an incredibly impressive yeah. list. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's definitely true. And, I think that there is something to, like, a way to read the room, like, read the temperature of the industry. Like, I think it says a lot when you look at, you know, like, uh, Crash winning over Brokeback Mountain or Green Book winning over some of the other things last right. year. Um, I think like that, this, yeah. I, I, it, sorry. No, I was, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think that they're culturally relevant, but as far as, like, mean anything they don't in what they're intending to mean it's absolutely 
nothing. Right. Because ultimately yeah. we decide, right? Like like the, just the mass culture decides what movies yeah. we're gonna that are gonna become classics, and right. the Academy Nef- doesn't really factor in that much. Right. right. I've heard anybody say a single word picture. about Green Book since it won, except in talking about how weird that was. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the idea, you know, especially, I think a huge part of the Oscars as well and kind of the weird irrelevance is the show has been going through, I feel like at least the last 10 years, it's been going through this massive identity crisis, right? Like, the ratings go down every year, and it's still, like, 25, 30 million people watch it, but it's not like, you know, the massive numbers they were doing in the 80s and 90s, and just this, like... It tried to ape the MTV Movie Awards for a long time with, like, the weird sketches and things like that. And now this odd not being able to find a host uh, thing it is. It's just a show without really any kind of identity or feeling like anyone is... Anyone is at the wheel in any meaningful way. And that Whereas, like, the Golden Globe's like, I hate its identity, but it is clear what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bunch well, of celebrities also, drinking together yeah. and having a good time. And dicks. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's just celebrity prom is the only function that it serves now. And I think that because there's such a huge um, uh, shift in how we consume movies now, like theaters don't matter. Everyone watch like half the fucking movies that are best picture are on Netflix. You know, Did you, it's. So- do the it's uh, just different. Do the acting awards matter more than the best picture awards? Do the editing awards? Do the sound no. editing awards? Do yeah. any of those categories? I mean, I think it's it's an acknowledgement. It? It's an acknowledgement of skill, but I, I yeah, actually, I would say those matter more than what the best picture is and what best actor is. Yeah, but, I mean, winning best editor is gonna do more for your career than like if you're a successful producer and you win best picture, right? And like, those are objective and, technical skills, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, last thing that I want to do really fast. Uh, everybody, tell me um, two picks for Best Picture, the one that you think deserves it out of this list or not on this list, and the one you think will get it. Um, Anthony, I feel like I've got a, a grip on what yours are, but start us off. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, my top pick would be Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that would be awesome, especially for, like, a foreign language film to win. But I feel like it's probably going to be 1917 or uh, The Irishman, maybe. I don't know. I think Irishman's biggest knock against it is the Netflix uh, right. tie to it, which I think is a lot of people are going to um, tip their nose to. But I'm really pulling for Parasite, but I'd also be happy with Little Women or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Hunter, what is your what is your prediction and your preference? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, tw- 2019 was such a good year for movies, but I think by and large, like Parasite is just like I mean, that's that's the flick, right? That that is just the one that kind of I for me like dominated my thoughts uh, throughout the year after after seeing it, and I saw so many great movies. I think it's super lame that Uncut Gems uh, completely got snubbed. Uh, it didn't even get like some sort of, I don't know, just something, just any little nod at all. The fact that it was unworthy. Um, I think what, well, I think that Joker is actually going to win best picture. Oh, no. I'm just full no. tilt. Like, I just think it's like that, like last year, 
they were like, yeah, we picked some movie nobody saw that's just really questionable. And this year they're like, you know what? Hold my beer. Like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) And you know what? Because it'd be news, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joker being nominated, if it does anything, I guarantee you this will probably be the most watched Oscars in the last few years. Like, solely because of that nomination. Um, I, I'm going to go next. I feel like, uh, man, uh, there are a few movies that I would be very upset if they won. Um, I, I, I did not enjoy the experience of Parasite, but I think it was a very interesting movie to think about, and I might enjoy it more on a second watch, so I might go back and watch it a second time. Um, but I just didn't have that resonance with me that I did with you guys. I think Little Women is the most fun that I had, and I think is like also very good. And so if I had fun and it's good, that seems like what I want a best picture to be. Um, of this list, it's the one that I would have the most fun going back to, I think. Um, but now that you say that, Anthony, I think it is pretty clear that we live in the bad timeline. Like, we live in the Biff mm-hmm. Tanner timeline. And so for sure, Joker is going to win. because yep. that, Trump is president. Yep. Joker wins. I think so. I think, like, I don't deserve to be happy is something that the universe is, like, They probably let Trump out. decide this year. <laughs> You know, yeah. they that's probably what's going I on. I, they you know, this will come out after them. the State of the Union. So people at home listening will know he opened by saying Joker forever. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> do you, I, uh, not to keep interjecting, but, you know, uh, like, um, they do private film screenings at the White House. Yes. And the only screening they did this year was for Joker. Oh, Wait, my is that actually God. true? Yeah. Yes, the Donald Trump uh, and his family got together and watched Joker in the White House. His whole family, or just the ones he likes? Uh, probably just the one he likes. Was Tiffany uh, there? That's always was Barry around. I don't. I didn't get the guest list. Yeah, okay. I just saw the headline. Uh, <laughs> I bet it was just him and Baron, and he <laughs> yes. was like, "Listen, kid, this is this is this is what you want to do." Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But yeah, that. Joker was screened in the White House. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the that's, world we live, we live in. in. Phoebe, um, please close us down and then go. Phoebe, hey Phoebe, did you leave already? I think Phoebe had to go. Her recording's still going. I know. Yeah, that's weird. She just, she just, she just put her us? headphones down and walked away. She's watching Irishman again right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, while she's gone, I want to throw out that I feel like the the compromise pick that would just make everybody happy and be fine is Ooh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, that's you know? super interesting. Like, I actually think that would be an interesting pick. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. I think well, it, it just, also... nobody would be upset. It would just be like, all right, cool. Oh, Phoebe's yeah. typing. Uh... But uh, also, I think that it has the... Um, the uh like movie about movies thing like the otis the uh, shape right. of water yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, the, uh oh they love like anything that talks about how good movies totally. is always win- yeah is, that's like, a very good a prediction oh man i wish and I this is of that. the best yeah. of that genre like like yeah. of all those movies I you just listed is. this is probably the best one totally so let's, yeah. yeah and i do think uh the like if little women won Greta Gerwig not getting nominated just seems like even more of a crime, you know? Like, Yeah. Completely uh, agree. Um, so Phoebe is having uh, microphone trouble, so uh, I am just going to read, she, but she's still in the chat, so she's going to tell me her picks, and then I'm going to be her mouth. Uh, that's what she's asked me to do, is to be her mouth. Uh, Lighthouse yeah. should win. 
Um, I Hunter, I thought you didn't like it. I enjoyed Lighthouse so much, and I thought you didn't. Wait, enjoy what are you it. talking about? I loved the Lighthouse. Oh, okay, so who, are you serious? Interesting. Who didn't like Lighthouse? Some, Anthony, I did thought you, not you like? didn't like. I, I loved never, like it. I have not gotten around to seeing Lighthouse. Crazy, yet. it's on the top of my list. So this is it one really of those is. things where I like I watch a movie and then I like go hang out with all the people I was watching the movie with afterwards, and I'm afraid to say my opinion because everyone hates it and I enjoyed it. And that's what I felt like happened after Lighthouse is everybody was mad Are about it. Are you serious? I, loved it. I yeah. thought everybody yeah. loved it. Oh, man. We, we were all talking about how much we loved yeah, it. Yeah, they definitely don't get it. So I'm with you, Phoebe. That's a that's a fun pick. Uh, should win. What what do you think will actually win? Yeah, definitely the seagull would win best actor. That's a good point. Um, uh, also, I feel like best nudity goes to the, uh, the fish vagina. So... It's a lot of good stuff in that movie. Um, Phoebe laughed at that joke. Just so you, I'm being her mouth. It's weird to do this, but she said "ha ha" to my joke about the seagull. Anyway, who do you predict <laughs> will win, Phoebe? This is very interesting. Uh, she thinks "Once Upon a Time." Very good pick, probably. All right. Well, um, uh, I, we'll we'll watch. Everybody, we'll check in next week. We'll see how we did in our predictions. Uh, and um, we I have so many things that I want to get to right now I would love to insert a long mailbag segment but we're way over time so thank you for sticking around for this whole thing uh, and let's uh, let's do an ending in here I forgot I should have played the music before I started saying that all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Read and Weep. We'll be back again next week. Next week, your homework, students, your homework is to watch Citizen Kane. We're going to talk about a classic uh, next week and learn more about it from a slightly condescending film school perspective. Um, we will have, uh, yeah, all, I have so many, um, we have a bunch of great emails. I will do a big mailbag next week. If you have any emails, podcast at readweep.com, and we will uh, include some of those. And I'm sorry it's taken so long. Um, thank you so much for being here, Anthony Lopez. Uh, this was fun. I cannot wait to dig out my HD antenna and see if we get ABC <laughs> at the new place. I can't wait either. <laughs> that yeah, will be good fun. Point. I didn't get Fox, I found out uh, during the Super Bowl, so I'll see if oh. I can actually pick up ABC. Um, thanks for being here, Hunter. Yeah, thank you, Alex. So great to be yelled at by you. And also, <laughs> big special thanks to Phoebe Bottoms, at Phoebe Bottoms on Twitter, for joining us, who says, thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Take care, goodbye. Bye. Bye.